Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly on 670 The Score, your on-air resource for fitness, nutrition, and injury prevention and treatments for today's weekend warrior and professional athletes with renowned specialist of elbows, knees, and shoulders, Dr. Brian Cole, along with other health and fitness leaders, and your host, Steve Cashel. Sports Medicine Weekly, heard every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. right here on 670 The Score. Back here on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning on 670 The Score, Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Reminder that our website is active. You're going to get all kinds of great information on our website. You can go to sportsmedicineweekly.com or smwhome.net or smwhome.com. You can access prior shows, interviews, and valuable resources on sports injury and fitness. And a reminder, everyone, net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Dr. Cole, you see a lot of uh, patients with the um, oh, the overhead. I, you know, that's kind of a, a new term that I'm seeing, overhead athletes. But I'm thinking uh, tennis, baseball, volleyball, those type of sports. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, most of us are accustomed to talking about baseball players, but that's our, that's our traditional overhead athlete, right? So, um, but keep in mind, we see some of the same injuries and problems um, related to overuse and so forth in tennis. We see it in softball. We see it in uh, volleyball. Some of the same injuries we see in baseball, we see in all those sports because it has to do with, when we say the overhead athlete, it has to do with how the athlete positions his arm in space and time and so forth. And these are often things that are really highly repetitive. So they all sort of have that same characteristic. But truth be told, the epidemic is in baseball just because baseball is, you know, just look at our culture. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an epidemic in terms of who, who can play and what ages and, and, uh, and how long the seasons go. We mostly talk shoulders, though. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, I would say it's primarily shoulder. But look, you see, we see back, we see neck, and we see elbow. And certainly we see hand and wrist. But I would say shoulder followed by the elbow are the two most common uh, areas that we that people see consultation for after you know performing overhead sports, specifically throwing and so forth. Dr. Cole, before we get into our next guest talking about uh, Athletico's overhead athlete program, I wanted to ask you about stiff neck, sore neck. Um, is that is that a cortisone shot? Is it is it manipulation? Do you go to PT? How do you treat that? Well, I mean, you know, is it a thing? Yeah, it's you know, having a stiff neck. The most common thing people will say is, "Look, I woke up and I slept wrong on my neck." Yeah. Right? So the good news is it's almost always muscular. But look, you know, it's interesting. I had some neck discomfort years ago and got x-rays in my neck and it looks, I have uh, C5, C6, which is arthritis at the cervical five, six level. And as it t- turns out, it's, it's, a, it's an epidemic among surgeons, but it's just something we walk around with. So it's possible there's underlying arthritis and things like that, but it rarely comes to epidurals and, th- and so forth. And it's usually self-limiting. So we walk around with lots and lots of abnormalities, if you've heard me say a million times, uh, but they rarely see the light of day other than presenting with things like that, neck stiffness and so forth. But it's usually self-limiting, and it can be stretching, it can be ice, it could be, hey, do nothing, and in a couple of days it goes away. It's rarely a structural so I problem. had it for about three weeks, about a month ago, and yeah. it was just so aggravating. Did some PT, and um, you know, it's st- I still feel to this day a little bit, a little twinge. I'm yeah. like, how, does, how should I treat that? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, like any problem, you have to recognize, look, do you need treatment? Most people want treatment because they're concerned if they do nothing, it's going to get worse, right? Yeah. You're like, well, I have this discomfort. What if I just ignore it? I'm going to have a worse problem. And as I say, most of these things are self-limiting. That being said, you want to feel better. Basic things like stretching, uh, flexibility, neck extension, postural 
neck problems are often very posture related, which is, you know, frankly, it's be a good segue to talk to our therapist uh, who we have on the line because this is something that's almost outside the purview of an orthopedic surgeon, but speaks to the importance of having a great physical therapist. All right, let's bring on uh, our next guest from Athletic Co. He works at the Niles Northwest Chicago Clinic. He's a PT physical therapist, Matt Gauthier. How are you, Matt? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Great. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. What makes the overhead athlete, Matt, such a unique population? It's a good question. I mean, the overhead athlete is just a, a totally different animal from, from the, the standard population in that that overhead motion is just so unbelievably fast. And, and at these high speeds, um, these athletes undergo very large, very unique forces. And these large, unique forces uh, result in a very specific set of injuries that we just, we just don't see in other athletic populations. Uh, so as healthcare providers, we kind of have to understand these differences and, and treat them accordingly in order to get them back on the field and, and keep them on the field. Do you guys have uh, a basic overhead athlete program at Athletico? Yeah, so Athletico has uh, their overhead athlete program, which is a uh, specialty service group where our physical therapists, occupational therapists, and athletic trainers uh, who are passionate about treating the overhead population uh, will receive advanced education and training in, in understanding those those special differences in this overhead population. So. Um, you know, we learn the special differences and how to treat them uh, clinically. So come in regularly into physical therapy sessions um, through a video throwing analysis. So uh, looking at the way they throw and, and breaking down that motion. And then we do a lot of work on uh, injury prevention as well. So we have an overhead screen where we'll generally do that in a large group and just identify um, what faults uh, a group of athletes may have that may put them at increased risk of injury. So let, let, let's talk about the sort of the prevention side, which I, I love the fact that you're talking about or you're thinking about and you're offering programming, you know, one of the challenges, I imagine by the time they get to you, they're often having symptoms and someone like me has actually referred them. And, and, and so much of what happens to our, especially our youth, it has to do with, you know, overuse, the lack of taking a break, fatigue, mechanics are poor and so forth. And if we could head that off before the problem happens, uh, that would be, you know, that would be ideal. So are you able to funnel some of these young athletes uh, into your clinics uh, ahead of time based upon these programming and is the word out there and certainly we're, we're happy to help because we think this is this is what's most important is keeping them out of our office and keeping them on the field happy safe healthy and effective players yeah our job is to put ourselves out of a job right yeah so our overhead screen is relatively new um, so we're starting to spread the word um, we've been working with some you know high school or, or youth organizations where we'll just run an entire team through a a seven-point test, uh, and it's the seven things that the research says places an athlete most at risk of injury. Uh, and we can either give the athlete themselves, say, you know, you need to work on X, Y, and Z to make sure you don't need to come see me in the clinic, or we'll go to the coach and say, hey, you know, the vast majority of your kids need to work on, on ABC in order to make sure that they are, are staying safe. We're visiting with Matt Gothier. He is with Athletico, a physical therapist. Um, you know, always talking about the kind of the, Ryan Cole, the, the injury prevention tips, right? I mean, you know, those are some of the things that uh, I'm sure you'd like more patients to uh, to be concerned about. Does that start at, at, kind of at the coach's level and the trainer's level? Yeah, I think that, you know, we've developed these rough guidelines. For example, you know, there was very little in the way of uh, high school pitching guidelines, right? I mean, that's a new thing in yeah. Illinois. So we've become uh, much more... Uh, astute. Some of this is based in politics and trying trying to get policies and procedures in place and can be a real challenge. And, and thankfully, our coaches who, you know, volunteer their time uh, uh, are becoming much more knowledgeable in this area in terms of how to respect these guidelines. But 
I I think it's still we there's still big knowledge gaps. Uh, fortunately, parents uh, understand how devastating injury can be, and it's not just that they're not playing, but the psychological impact on a young person unable to play their sport uh, is something that's completely undervalued, right? And people don't talk about enough. So I there's no question that we have a huge emphasis now on this injury prevention and providing tips for this. And, you know, we've talked about it a, a number of times, and I'd be cer- certainly um, interested in um, in Matt's opinion on this, but this concept of playing multiple sports, not over-specializing, giving yourself a legitimate break two to three times, uh, two, to, two to three months a year, right? All of those things are really important, and uh, cross-training, and, 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 and respecting fatigue, respecting pain, and not pushing through it, but maybe pushing up to it. And those are all things that can prevent injury and keeping these young athletes out of play. Because, again, not just loss of performance. I mean, you think about many of our young people, their, their self-esteem, their identity, their ability to perform in school, keep themselves organized, is really predicated on their ability to be an athlete and to be, and to be playing and participating. It's a big aspect of, of sort of their, their overall psychological well-being. Matt, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big proponent of, of you know, these younger athletes playing as many sports as they can. There's been numerous studies that say that uh, the, the young athletes that play multiple sports, one, are injured less often, two, yep. have higher levels of overall coordination, and three, are more likely to stay involved in, in athletics and in fitness activities well into adulthood. So getting these kids to play as many sports as they can and be active and not just grind away at one sport all year is, is something that I just really hammer away uh, when I'm talking to, to these athletes and their parents. You know, the problem, Dr. Cole and Matt, is that uh, the coaches, even at the junior high level, the middle school, especially in high school, they now want you to specialize. They're hoping that some people believe in, okay, if you're a three-sport athlete, great, but some of these coaches are saying, I hope he remains just a hockey player. I hope he remains just a baseball player. Work on it uh, year-round, which is opposite from what, and I agree with it. I'm I'm hearing more that don't specialize, right? Right. No, I've got... uh... I take care of uh, a lot of the kids who come from Culver Academy, which is in Indiana. These are high, pretty high-level high school sports, and there's kids who are playing lacrosse and football. And um, I can tell you they're, that sometimes is, a, is at odds with what other people desire them to do, but it might be the best thing they do. Now, statistically, they, there may be more chance of getting a traumatic injury, right, if they're playing back-to-back and if, but, uh, versus, say, resting or not playing another collision sport. But as far as being well-trained and avoiding the problems with the fatigue, uh, and having those skills across platforms, uh, probably one of the greatest benefits is that actually keeps them injury-free. So just keep getting the word out there. Matt, before we let you go, another question uh, regarding Athletical and similar physical therapy facilities uh, like Athletical. Um, a friend asked me the other day, can I go into an Athletical without a doctor's prescription? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So Athletical does offer uh, what we call complementary injury screens. Uh, or you can uh, give a, a call to your local clinic, uh, and we'll get you set up for a 30-minute evaluation. And we can kind of determine, uh, based on your signs and symptoms, is this something that you're able to take care of with a couple exercises or rest, or is this uh, uh, an issue that you need to go see somebody like Dr. Cole and, and have some uh, formal evaluation and therapy done on. Um, but absolutely, if you have any issues, uh, any aches and pains, you can schedule a complimentary injury screen uh, at your local uh, clinic. Great. Athletico.com is the website. Great partner of uh, Sports Medicine Weekly. And Matt Gothier, thanks so much for joining us here on SMW. Thanks for having me. All right. We're back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, after this. On 670 The Score.